Hello, I'm Beatrice Valerie Nero, and welcome to another episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. This week, I'll be sharing with you part two of Can You and Do You Pray for Your Enemies? Last week, the question was asked, do we pray for those who have hurt, wounded, and hated us? This week, the question is, why should we pray for them? There are so many answers to that question that most probably I won't be able to address them all at this time. However, when Jesus spoke and taught his disciples in all of his teachings, when properly applied, they were character builders. No, this was not verbally said as far as the word character being used. But as one reads the sixth chapter of Luke, it becomes evident that that was its purpose. In fact, although it's not taught or received by many in this way, one of the main purposes of the entire Bible is to build character, is to teach us to have the character of Christ. Now, let me break that down just a little bit more. If I see someone who dresses a certain way, drives a particular car, or has a certain job, and I admire it, I can accomplish the same things that they have. It means that I like them and their ways, but it doesn't mean that I have their character, attributes, or qualities. It doesn't even mean that I know them personally or have a real meaningful relationship with them. It simply means that I follow and copy them. I guess it would be sort of like Instagram and TikTok. Lots of followers, but no real intimate relationships, and the likenesses are totally superficial. Unfortunately, that's the way it is with many Christians in this time. They follow certain ways of Christ in order to accomplish their own aspirations and obtain their own desires, but they don't have his true nature or character. They follow the ways of Christ in order to have others praise them and to increase their number of followers. They use the word of God for the honor it will garner them as opposed to the honor that it's purpose to give God. Oh, wait. That was the Pharisees. Pause and think about that for a while. When Jesus made the comparison of the Pharisees and Sadducees in telling his disciples not to be like them, it was so that they would have different and better character traits. It was so that their nature and dispositions would be of a different persona than those of the Pharisees. Jesus wanted his followers, spirits, and personalities to be loving, kind, and definitely not prideful or selfish. In all things, their motives were supposed to be pure with no hidden agendas, no self-serving motivations, or ulterior motives. He wanted us not only to have love, joy, and peace, he also wanted us to be able to spread love, joy, and peace. Again, with no ulterior motives. However, in getting back to our original topic, 
It's not possible to share those attributes if you're miserable and hurt about what someone has done or said to you. In part one, I shared with you my surprise when God spoke to me, telling me to pray for my former mother-in-law who literally hated me. I just couldn't believe he would tell me to do such a thing. I wondered how could he? But I never asked, why did he? I just assumed it was because it was something good that Christians should do. But it was so much more than that. Last week, I received many responses from so many concerning that episode that it truly amazed me. But one response truly got me thinking. My dear friend Tracy Mango Thinlayson, I can only pray that I didn't just ruin our friendship by murdering the pronunciation of her name, who lives in Canada, shared what I feel are some pertinent things. Tracy does the blog Secrets, which is number one on Google when you search inordinate affections, and number two if you search getting started in deliverance. The website address is www.secretsfromyoursister.com. That's www.secretsfromyoursister.com. Email, inbox, or text me if you didn't get the address, and I'll send it to you. I recommend it highly for more spiritual wisdom poured out from our father through one of his favorites. Tracy shared something that I thought was so insightful and truly got me thinking. She said, and I quote, it's a great topic and forgiveness was something that once I began to practice it, I was able to see more fruit of the spirit in my life, end quote. In the words of Oprah Winfrey, it was a light bulb moment. Of course, this was the very thing that Jesus was preparing his disciples for and had always exhibited as the son of God and of man while on earth, the fruit of the spirit. If you have no fruit, then truly you have no character. And if one has no character, then they definitely have no likeness of Christ. Of course, we know that when many of us hear the words or phrase, the fruit of the Spirit, we also think of natural fruit. To my knowledge, no one grows their fruit orchards in shaded areas. No one, when planting trees that they want to produce for them, will put them in areas where there is no sun, but only darkness. When memories, bad memories, cloud our lives, it truly does hinder the growth and further development of the fruit of the Spirit that our Father wants to increase within each of us. Painful memories impede our love, our joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, goodness, patience, long-suffering, and self-control. If anyone truly exhibited these qualities, of course we know it was our Savior, Jesus Christ. It was what he did even while hanging on the cross. 
He blessed those who cursed him. He prayed for those who despitefully used him. And he did good to those who hated and persecuted him. In Luke 23, as he was dying, his words were, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. In that same chapter, he told the thief that that day he would be with him in paradise. In those two sentences, Jesus exhibited every fruit. Yes, even joy and peace, which was given to the thief who then knew he would not see hell, but be with Jesus in paradise because Jesus had taken his sins upon him. There could not be a greater joy or peace than that. So why do we pray for those who have hurt, hated, and persecuted us? It's to assure that the fruit that our Father wants to develop within us will produce and generate as it should, not only for ourselves, but for others as well. I already knew that praying for those who have hurt and wounded me in the past was beneficial to me. I realize that when these prayers are sincere, it enables us to be free of many of the weights and burdens that hold us down. But for some reason, I never connected it to the fruit of the Spirit being developed and increased within me. I remember when God first told me that he had called me as a prophet. I was so excited, absolutely elated. I was ready to go. He had allowed me to minister prophetically to someone and the person had reacted in such a way at the accuracy of the word that had come forth that it, it had amazed even me. I was definitely ready to go. But I also remember as to how God pulled my spiritual coattail and said to me, where do you think you're going? You've got the gifts, but no fruit. As strong and as accurate as my gift and anointing was, God would not allow me to pour out into the spirits of his sons and daughters with no fruit. It was at that time in my life that he truly allowed me to understand from a spiritual place as never before, 1 Corinthians 13 and 1. It reads in the New International Version, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. One can speak in tongues in the Spirit, but if they don't have the fruit of the Spirit, then they're only making a lot of noise. It means that the words that are coming from them are only sounds with no in-depth meaning. Those words that God spoke to me at that time and the knowledge he endued me with totally slowed me down to a complete standstill. There were so many things that God had to develop in me all through the fruit in order for me to be totally prepared, not only to go forth in ministry, but also to be able to have the walk with him that he had ordained. 
And let me add that it was not an overnight process. It was one that took years, which during that time also helped to produce the fruit of patience, long-suffering, and self-control. Love, joy, and peace were easy fruit for me to develop. Gentleness, kindness, and goodness, a bit more difficult. But those last three, long-suffering, patience, and self-control, honey, only God could have done it. It's a necessity for us to have the fruit of the Spirit completely developed within us in order for us to be able to receive all that our Father has for us to receive, not just spiritually, but physically as well. Sometimes we should stop and ask ourselves if the holdup on the things that we've been waiting for God to do is because he's waiting for our fruit to develop. Selah. Each and every one of us needs to understand just how important and beneficial praying for those who have hurt and wounded us truly is in our own lives. The old adage says to forgive and forget, and that's fine if one can. But when it's a matter of not being able to forget, even when you've forgiven, it should be understood that as long as those dark memories remain, they will definitely hinder the development of our spiritual fruit. Another person who responded to last week's episode has been a long time dear sweet friend of mine who I met while street witnessing in Brooklyn, New York. I was actually out on the streets with some other friends when God brought Tanya into my life. In responding to the podcast, she admitted that there were people she had forgiven, but the memories remain and the people are already deceased. How do we handle those memories? Once again, Tracy to the rescue. Another thing she shared is that, and I quote, healing comes in layers and sometimes things come back. I tried to journal about it so I can come to terms with it and then I pray for God to do the hard parts I can't do, end quote. Whereas there are denominations who believe in praying for the dead, it's actually not scriptural. However, we pray for our own healing. And as Tracy suggested, when someone is already deceased, perhaps journaling can help in dealing with those memories. Also, let's realize that as our fruit develops, each and every one of them, in their own purpose, helps us to understand what the person who hurt you must have experienced in life that would cause them to do or feel towards you what they've exhibited. Patience developed in us would give us more compassion, tolerance, and composure with the person who is short-tempered. I went into a shoe repair shop some years ago and calmly waited for the owner to finish with what he was doing to assist me. When he came to the counter, he was very rude and abrupt. However, instead of walking out or saying something rude back to him, I said, are you all right? 
Is there something I can pray for you about? Again, he rudely, he rudely answered me, took the shoes to be repaired, and gave me my ticket for the pickup. When I returned a couple of weeks later, he remembered me and apologized. If I remember correctly, I think he told me that his wife was ill and there was a lot he was dealing with. Then he refused to charge me for the repairs he had made on my shoes. It was purely the fruit of patience and self-control that was beneficial to me in more ways than one. The fruit also gives us more understanding and allows for mercy and empathy to come in. Who bullied the bully that bullied you? Who molested or raped the rapist or molester? Who hates or hated the person that hates you so much? Who taught the racist, the bigot, or the prejudiced person who displays those attributes toward their fellow man? One may never know the answer to those things in another person's life, but the love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, goodness, patience, long-suffering, and self-control that has developed in our spirits will help in healing theirs. And that's why we bless those who have cursed us and pray for those who hate and persecute us. Why not ask God, who is the person that hurt or wounded you, the one who cursed you, hated and persecuted you that you should pray for right now? If you ask, I assure you, he will answer. So let's all continue to pray, sincerely pray for those who have cursed us, who have hurt us, who have wounded and even persecuted us. Don't allow the dark, painful memories of your life to hinder your fruit from developing. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amiteagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I- T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support and may God bless each and every one of you.